The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. David and Brenda start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Tuesday morning to you. It is May 23rd, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. Thank you so much for joining us. We do appreciate it. You and I, Brenda, as we typically do, we start going off on a tangent of discussion (laughs) and then don't get our work done for the show. And we got into the musical conversation this morning. So one of the stories we have coming up today is the Oregon State Fair. Uh, in Salem, Mm -hmm. August 25th through Labor Day, announced its musical lineup for the upcoming uh, State Fair, and I'm not going to reveal the names of the bands until the news segment, so you're just going to have to stick around and wait. That's the tease this morning, so uh, you'll have to wait and see. But my point being here is that once you get to a certain age, all of the bands that you (laughs) used to follow, they start playing the casino and state fair circuit, (laughs) don't they? they... (laughs) I'm kind of sad to say, but yes, that is the case. And that is where I am seeing all of my favorite bands these days. But, you know, back in the day, I remember, so growing up in Southern California, in Escondido, uh, we used to have the Del Mar Fair. Now, people are familiar with Del Mar because of the racetrack there, Uh, but they would have a fair there. They'd have concerts there at the grandstand, right there, you know, next right. to the the field. We'd see great bands. Oh, there. absolutely, yeah. I I'm not knocking the. Uh, believe me, I'm not criticizing <laughs> the state fair casino circuit. Oh, no. I am happy that they're there to do it, so I can continue to see continue my to bands. See. You know, there's only a few bands that, if you're going back, really going back for me to the '70s and the '80s. That have that longevity to sure. still play the huge, like the Rolling Stones. Okay, oh, right. They could, they can still get they a ray. They could fill a stadium, right? Sure. Aerosmith could fill a stadium. Yeah. Billy Joel, I think, sells out Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Once a month, every month. That's kind of like yeah. his residence. Uh, so yeah, there's there's not as many that can yeah. continue to do that. So thank goodness for that. Just talking about all this music, though, it, it, I'm inspired. I'm going to a concert this summer. I don't know who it's going to be. Oh, okay. But I'm going to go. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, my, my latest thought is here is because so many, rather than do that long circuit, many are, are taking up residence like in Las Vegas. Exactly. And so the idea for me to fly in on a Saturday morning, check into a hotel, take in a concert, come home Sunday night. That's an entirely enjoyable weekend. Absolutely, for me. yeah. I would fantastic. absolutely do that. So I'm going to yeah. start looking now. So speaking of Las Vegas, like you too, they're going to play in the new. Is it the, oh, the? Is it like the Sphere? It's it's. You know, we were looking at yeah. that. Is that it, is that what it's called? Some kind of a new. Yeah. It's this super high tech sound technology, uh, visual effect kind of a uh, right. Yeah, auditorium. Yeah, so that's that's pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. That'd be something. Yeah. You get those good old timers too on little (laughs) side stage too. I'd go see them too. Yeah. Yeah, And I mean, here in the greater Portland area, we're we're pretty lucky because we have like Edgefield, 
Oh, for sure. That that does shows, and you've got up the Clark County, the amphitheater. The amphitheater we're already looking to see who yeah. we're going to see this summer there, also. So we've got some great outdoor venues. McMinimins is doing another one now out in is it Forest Grove, one of their oh, uh, properties. Okay, I say at Fort, Grand Lodge, the Grand Lodge, I th- or one of them. I I may be wrong. It, they're doing a show there. I can't remember which venue it is, but it's out Washington County that hmm. way or Yamhill County. So yeah, so we've got some great locations to go see this summer. Shows and of course because of our weather we have to pack everything yep. into you know <laughs> it's a pack summer you, you got right. you basically have June hopefully through September and then that's yeah. that's about it so. you know of course the, the the big names will come through now let's see there was who was doing their final tours stopping through Portland area somebody was just telling me um, I can't recall but uh, even. My daughter, she goes to Moda Center. Sean Mendes was here yeah, a few yeah. months ago. They went to go see that her and her girlfriend. So, uh, oh yeah, food, music, we're a groovy city here. <laughs> That's exactly right. Well, we'll tell you who's coming to the state fair coming up in the news. So, what uh, do you got? Oh well, is it a new miracle for a potentially new American Saint Benedictine Sisters of Mary, Queen of the Apostles, have found the body of their foundress? incorrupt Mm. quite a miracle hundreds are beginning to flock to their monastery all right look forward to hearing that so we got a great show ahead for you on this tuesday morning let's start things with leanna crawford how can you not and we are the morning blend right here at mater day radio i see the sunrise in the morning and a million stars at night I hear the birds, they can't stop singing hallelujah I see his goodness when I fall down And his grace that picks me up Every day I can't stop singing hallelujah
That is Leanna Crawford and How Can You Not? It's 710 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend on this Tuesday morning. You know, I met Bono in The Edge. What? You remember that? I told you that story? You have told me in, that in, in story. In Los Angeles? And I did a little name drop in there. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, your elbows have, have, have uh, you, they've rubbed with some pretty famous people over yes, time. Yes, they have. Speaking of famous people, Elena Rodriguez from EWTN. <laughs> she dropped by the studios, visited, visited with us, talking about technology and God. Pretty interesting subject there. You'll hear about it right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Brother Cyril, a Benedictine monk at Mount Angel Abbey, for the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MaterDayRadio.com. This is Monsignor Gerard O'Connor, Chaplain of the Portland Guild of the Catholic Medical Association. This community of members strive to inform, organize, and inspire each other in steadfast fidelity to the teachings of the Catholic Church. Catholic physicians and healthcare workers need this support and fellowship now more than ever. We gather on the first Saturday of every month for 7.30 Mass at St. Mary's Cathedral, followed by our meeting. If you'd like to find out more information about the Catholic Medical Association and how you can become a member, visit cathmed.org. May is the month of Mary. Celebrate our Blessed Mother by praying more with Mater Day Radio. Our powerful prayer team is waiting to hear from you so they can unite your intentions to Our Lady. Go now to the prayer page at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app or call our prayer hotline directly. 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Or tap the Hail Mary Media app and materdayradio.com. Let us pray for you. Throughout the month of May, Mater Dei Radio also honors our Blessed Mother with a series of insightful Marian reflections, her sacred mysteries that take us directly to Christ in the Holy Rosary, the Divine Mercy Chaplet, and Mater Dei Radio's three daily broadcasts of the Holy Mass. May is the month of Mary, and it's a special time for more prayer at Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 7.13 at Mater Day Radio. Looking at your forecast today, kind of like yesterday, morning clouds, maybe some clearing this afternoon, a little cooler, high of 69 degrees, partly cloudy overnight tonight, low of 49, and then Wednesday, 
More clouds, maybe a little more sun in the afternoon, and a little warmer, high of 76. Well, currently it is 50 degrees at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 50 degrees at St. Pius X Church in Portland. Well, at the end of his Regina Chaley address over the weekend, Pope Francis marked World Communication Day by thanking journalists and encouraging them to always work in the service of truth and the common good. Well, that's what we try to do here at Mater Day Radio and working on the groundwork that Mother Angelica has set forward to. Elena Rodriguez is joining us in studio mm-hmm. today. Elena is the Northwest Regional Manager for EWTN News, which that region includes Mater Day Radio here in Portland. Good morning, Elena. Thanks so much for joining us. Oh, good morning, Brenda. I'm so delighted to be here. It's like, I feel like I'm coming home. Oh, well, it was wonderful. It was a last-minute stopover during the share was the last time we got to talk to you. Yes. But now you're back in the area. Elena, it's been a little while since you were able to make rounds back here in the Portland area. And you, we were talking as we were preparing for the interview. When you last visited Mater Day Radio, we were over in our temporary studios. And now... Boy, with the good support that we were talking about at Sherathon, what Mater Day Radio has been able to do to create these studios. Pretty nice, I think. And you, you love what you're seeing here. I do. And it's just so lovely just walking in here and, and knowing that the centermost part of the building is the chapel. Mm-hmm. And and there is a lovely image of Our Lady Modern Day. Uh, it all makes perfect sense. You're on the top of a hill, which is also very scriptural. And you are looking at beautiful natural scenery at the mountains. And that is also very, you know, it, it just makes you think of, of, of the mountain as a retreat where we go to speak to, to God, where we listen what God wants to tell us in silence. And so it is so significant that your modern day studios are at the top of a hill and they are dedicated to preaching the good news, talking about news, (laughs) the good news of the gospel out to all the airwaves. And now, of course, using digital technology as well. And to be able to see it in person and be here. And and I've seen all this, all the stages, um, and all, at first, all the planning years ago, and then the dream, and then the dream finally comes true. And to be able to see it here is just such a gift. And it fills me with hope and joy. Oh, well, it's wonderful again to have you back in the Pacific Northwest. And as I said, World Communication Today, the service of truth. I mean, EW, talk a little bit about EWTN and how, well, it feels like right now, especially in this day and age, that in service of the truth, I, I, it's hard to pick it out of all of the the bed of lies and, and indifference and injustice that goes on in the world. But EWTN, like Mater Day Radio, we try to be this beacon, this light of truth to a world so in need. Kind of tell our listeners a little bit about how that battle is what EWTN is all about, too. And you know, Brenda, it's it just so fitting because your share um, which was not that long long ago, was the the theme was seek the truth. And here we are speaking about the need to communicate the truth. And um, I, I remember that that you interviewed me, and this was over the phone. But and and you said, "Come back next time you're down." And and here <laughs> we are, uh, a few weeks later, communicating the truth. There, there is a now more than ever, uh, we are so aware at EWTN of how we 
have to face the challenges of communicating the truth in a post-truth world. And actually, our, our CEO, Michael Warsaw, who was hired by Mother Angelica, has this, and he's written this editorial in EWTN's newspaper, The National Catholic Register, and it is exactly entitled Communicating the Truth in a Post-Truth World. Now everything is presented as it's your opinion and don't even voice it because you're going to hurt somebody. And even to the point where we've heard the phrase silence is violence. And wait a minute, (laughs) doesn't even make sense. Uh, So how do you communicate the truth of the gospel, the truth of our salvation in a, in a world who doesn't sit, that doesn't seem to care about truth anymore. It's a great challenge, but we have the fulfillment of truth in our Lord Jesus Christ, who is the eternal word, the eternal word, the eternal truth. And so when we root ourselves in our Lord Jesus Christ, truth is going to be there because he is the absolute truth. God is the absolute truth. There's no opinions there. He is the absolute truth. So we we follow the the magisterium of the church and the tradition of the church and the teachings of the church, um, because the gospel is the the, mm-hmm. the 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 good news of the gospel is the truth, and so that makes me think of of Pope John Paul II uh, going back to because you just mentioned uh, Pope Francis and and communications, and so when you go back into the history of the church and not that far away when we were. Uh, those of us who are of a certain age were growing up, Pope John Paul II was the Pope. And for some of us, he was the Pope forever. Oh, <laughs> for me too. Yeah. And so, so Pope John Paul II coined the phrase, the new evangelization. And at first we were like, what is that? Um, is, is it a new gospel? No, no, no. It's the same gospel that you have to present in a way that is attractive to the way we think nowadays, but it's the same truth of the gospel. And it doesn't shift with one fashion or one trend or one fad or the other. It remains the same, always constant, because it's truth and truth Mm -hmm. doesn't change. And Pope John Paul II, his first words starting the new millennium, uh, just minutes after midnight on January 1st of the year 2000, um, there is a huge celebration in St. Peter's Square uh, in the Vatican and the Via de la Conciliazione, that major thoroughfare that, that goes into the Vatican, Vatican City Square, and all of us in Rome. And everybody was out in the streets celebrating. And it was the beginning of a new millennium, not just a new year, but a new millennium. And so he, he about after all the fireworks, about 15 minutes of fireworks, and it was crazy and everybody was elated and he walks or he walks out uh, to his balcony and and at, at this point his health had already deteriorated and he walks out in a in a and i thought it was going to be a feeble voice and he's going to be you know shaky and he walks out to his balcony to preach the first words of the new millennium and he he says be the guardians of history mm. And he said that with such conviction and such strength, uh, even though his health was already deteriorated, it was not a feeble voice. It was not weak. It was be the guardians of history. Siete guardiani della historia, it, it, because he said it in Italian. Uh, and, and to me, now that you 
are talking about news and communicating news. That spoke so much because I was back then, I was I was still in my formation years as a journalist back then. And uh, it just it brings goosebumps to me because I, I felt that was a calling to all of us, um, whether we are in in the in the Catholic media or not. We are all called to evangelize because of the of the nature and virtue of our baptism. We are all missionaries. So that spoke to me, not just as a journalist, as a young journalist back then, but just like I am, I am baptized. I am baptized. I have to take the good news of the gospel to everywhere I go. And when we are guardians of history, we are actually protecting that truth. We're, we're supposed to defend that truth. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it doesn't matter. You may be a shy person. You may not like to speak in front of a crowd. Your witness, your witness, your prayer. Maybe you are at home. Maybe you, you can't go out. Maybe you can't even go out to mass at your parish because your your health is not the best right now. Maybe you are hearing this in a, in a prison cell. Maybe you're in a hospital. Maybe you're undergoing some kind of medical treatment that doesn't allow you to leave. How are you going to be a missionary? Well, <laughs> your witness and your prayer. You are defending the truth of the gospel by your witness. And like St. Francis said, use words when necessary. <laughs> That's right, for sure. So this is defending the truth. And so now Pope Francis is calling us uh, to communicate the truth all these years later. And, and the reason I bring back uh, Pope John Paul II is, Brenda, because I was there at that time with my family. We had saved for years. We had thought, my parents thought, where are we going to spend the... We, we never made a big deal about New Year's, but that one was special because it was the year 2000. Mm-hmm. And my parents saved and took... Us, uh, my brother and I, uh, they took us to the Vatican to 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 bring in the the new millennium, and and Pope John Paul II comes out and surprises uh, seven hundred fifty thousand people who were gathered there and all along the Via de la Conciliación on Vatican Square, and his first words are, "Be the guardians of history." So now we have to think, how can I be the guardian of history? Because history is the history of salvation. Absolutely. Well, let's talk a little bit more about this. But Elena, I am coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can talk more a little bit about this new evangelization and Mater Day Radio and EWTN when we come back? 724 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend this Tuesday morning. Uh, did you get a chance to meet Elena's traveling partner? Uh, she said he's an excellent navigator. He can yes, sniff out yes. all the treats. Yes, he can. You going to talk about him in the uh, next segment? Yeah, you're going to find out about Mr. Marshmallow. All uh, right. Stay tuned for that. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist. Online at BiancoDentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. St. John Paul the Great spoke of time, wisdom, and the elderly. On one hand, time flies by, and as Christians, we know well the immortal soul and the awesome sense of hope that comes from spending an eternity with God. For the season of aging, we have great examples of wisdom and productive lives. 
Moses leading his people, and Zechariah having a son, John the Baptizer. Those of advanced years offer so much, a perspective of the past and eternity ahead. The elderly are experts at human affairs. Precisely because of their mature experience, they are able to offer young people precious guidance. And with years comes a greater focus on God and eternity. To the young, visit with an older person. Seek out their wisdom. To those aging, continue to provide the blessings of perspective. This has been Michael Gisandi with a bit of Catholic encouragement. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice. For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Dei Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun. Two times the fun. On Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 727 at Mater Day Radio. Well, who's playing at the Oregon State Fair this summer? You're going to find out in the news. And Benedictine Sisters of Mary, Queen of the Apostles, found their foundress a possible miracle. I'll tell you more about that story coming up in three minutes. Here is Chris Bray in the name. And we are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. We gather in your name. We've come here, Lord, to pray. Oh, feed us, feed us. God, we know you seek us. Conform us to your way. Won't you set us on fire? Oh, 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 oh,
the Spirit. is Chris Bray and In the Name. It's 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your <clears throat> news, excuse me, hundreds of pilgrims have descended on a Benedictine monastery for religious sisters in rural Missouri in recent days after news began to spread on social media last week that the recently exhumed remains of the contemplative order's African-American foundress appear to be incorrupt four years after her death and burial in a simple wooden coffin. Sister Wilhelmina Lancaster founded the Benedictine Sisters of Mary, Queen of the Apostles, best known for their chart-topping Gregorian chant and classic Catholic hymns albums, 1995 at the age of 70. Now, known for her devotion to the traditional Latin Mass and her faithfulness to Benedictine contemplation and the Liturgy of the Hours, she died at the age of 95 in May of 2019, on the vigil of the Solemnity of the Ascension. Now, roughly four years later, on the Solemnity of the Ascension in the Latin Rite, the abbots and sisters decided to move her body to a final resting place inside the monastery chapel. Now, a long-standing custom for foundresses and founders. Now, expecting to find bones, the Benedictine sisters unearthed a coffin with an apparently intact body, even though the body was not involved and the wooden coffin had a crack down the middle that let in moisture and dirt. Now, since the messages and social media posts began to circulate last week with pictures of the incorrupt body, hundreds of pilgrims have already journeyed to visit the incorrupt sister, sometimes from hours away or close nearby to Missouri to the, come and pray. Well, the Atlantic hurricane season begins in just a little over a week on June 1st, but forecasters are already watching something brewing in the Atlantic this week. The National Hurricane Center has highlighted an area of showers and thunderstorms northeast of central Bahamas with a low chance of developing into a tropical system over the next two to seven days. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration announced it will be issuing its first forecast Thursday for this year's Atlantic hurricane season. Colorado State University released its first forecast for the season back in April and are calling for slightly below average activity, in large part due to current neutral conditions for the El Nino. Conditions are not expected to remain neutral for long, as El Nino is expected to develop in the Pacific over the next couple of months, according to the Climate Prediction Center. Well, you know, with the onset of those different hurricanes, we know that gas prices are often associated with rising with each one of those hurricanes. Mm -hmm. Well, seems like gas prices already on the rise. All right. Now, the average price of a gallon of regular unleaded gas was sitting... <clears throat> 
at $4.60 statewide on Monday in the state of Washington. That's up a few cents from the week prior. Now, this marks the 16th week of rising fuel prices for Washingtonians this year alone, following the implementation of the new carbon tax earlier this year. Now, that two cent per gallon increase moved the national average, albeit at a faster pace, which increased from 353 to 354 per gallon over the same period. Now, residents of the Evergreen State have to dig a little deeper into their wallets than most. Washington pump prices currently stand at the fourth most expensive nationally, with only California, Hawaii, and Arizona being Mm. more expensive. Now, Washington's $4.60 per gallon places it about $1.06 higher than the national average of $3.54. It's also $1.63 above the nation's least expensive fuel cost. You'll only fork out about $2.97. If you're in Mississippi now, currently Oregonians are also seeing a rise in cost at the pump paying an average of four dollars and 70, 17 cents per gallon. So uh, things are coming up, but uh, you can find it cheaper than that. And I'm not sure if because Clark County's proximity here to Portland kind of being away from the Seattle area where it can be more expensive. We're only just, I think, about four or five cents more in Clark County than what you're seeing here Mm -hmm. in Portland. Man, we'll watch see what happens this summer. Speaking of this summer, the Oregon State Fair has announced its music lineup for this summer. And there is a distinct 80s 90s vibe Yo, VIP. Let's kick it. Brenda, look at you dancing over there. I love it. Oh, you know who that is, of I course. Do. That is Vanilla Ice. He will be part of the August 31st show titled, I Love the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> I do love the 90s. <laughs> so you know who else is going to be on that bill on that night? He'll be with, uh, Vanilla Ice will be with Color Me Bad, Tone Loke, and and some others. So uh, that's, I love the I'm, 90s. I'm pulling out my day glow uh, sweatshirts and my baggy pants and my high toppers, and I am heading south Yo. for that concert. All right. Other acts as part of the Umqua Bank concert series include the Beach Boys on August 29th. I've seen them in concert before. All right. And here's another band you've seen in concert before. You told me the Christian rock band Skillet on August 30th. Uh, let me just say, don't let the Christian part, like, you know, want to keep you away. That band rocks. Skillet rocks. They do. They can just tear it up. It's fantastic. All right. Well, they're again August 30th. So you can see the full lineup on the Oregon State Fair website. Fair opens in Salem August 25th and runs through Labor Day. Going to be a good Yo. time at the fair. Well, David, Memorial Weekend almost here, marking the unofficial start of summer, and many people will be looking for ways to get outside. Now, if you're visiting Multnomah Falls, and that's on your to-do list, you will soon need to buy a permit starting this Friday, May 26th. Permits will be required for each vehicle that accesses Multnomah Falls by taking Interstate 84 and the parking lot near Exit 31. 
Permits cost $2 and can be purchased online. They include a one-hour time slot that can be reserved up to two weeks in advance, though visitors can stay longer than an hour. Permits will be required between 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. each day through Monday, September 4th. There will also be a limited number of permits for same-day pickup at the get get gateway to the Gorge Visitor Center in Troutdale and the Cascade Locks Historical Museum. Now, those permits will be free, according to the Oregon Department of Transportation. Visitors who take a shuttle or travel by bike do not need to purchase permits. Now, unlike last summer, time use permits will not be required this year to travel through a stretch of historic Columbia River Highway, nicknamed the Waterfall Corridor. All right, you got to plan ahead. Plan ahead if you want to stop at Multnomah Falls. Who doesn't want to stop yeah. at Multnomah Falls? Beautiful. So just go online and get that permit ahead of time. Uh, in sports, Pac-12 baseball tournament gets underway today in Scottsdale, Arizona. University of Oregon goes in as a six seed in the nine-team field. So the Ducks will open this evening against ninth seed Cal. First pitch at seven o'clock on the Pac-12 Network. Oregon State is the second seed in the tournament. The Beavers play their first game tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. against 8th seed Arizona. Now, the West Coast Conference Baseball Tournament starts on Wednesday in Las Vegas. University of Oregon is seeded second and will have a first-round bye. So on Thursday at 7.20 p.m., the Pilots will play the winner of the San Diego-St. Mary's contest. And in college softball, University of Oregon has advanced to the Super Regionals to face Oklahoma State in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Winner of the best of three series makes it to the College Softball World Series. Well, May is the month dedicated to Mary. Pope Francis noted that three aspects of the rosary that should motivate us to pray it regularly. The Holy Father made this observation at the end of his general audience on May 17th in his greetings to Arabic-speaking pilgrims. First, he said that the rosary is a compendium of the entire history of our salvation. For many centuries, the Christian faith was spread to many parts of the world through the rosary, a completely biblical prayer. Without access to the printing press or reading available Bibles, the rosary became the primary means of communicating the essence of Christianity. Then the Pope noted, the Holy Rosary is a powerful weapon against evil. The rosary's power against Satan is something that many saints have noted, included Padre Pio and St. John Bosco. And finally, the Pope said, it is an effective means of obtaining true peace in our hearts. The rosary is one example of prayer that successfully incorporates both body and soul, involving many of the senses. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Saturday at 11 a.m. is Young Catholic Professional of Portland's five-year celebration happening at St. Cecilia's Catholic Church in Beaverton. Young Catholic Professionals of Portland invite all members of the community who have been any part of YCP to celebrate its five-year anniversary. Archbishop Alexander Sample will celebrate Mass at 11 a.m. and a luncheon will follow. They ask you to please register this week in advance. And remember, you can find details on these and other events, head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. 
And Brenda continues her conversation with EWTN's Elena Rodriguez, visited with us yesterday. She also brought along her traveling companion. You'll hear about him. He's, uh, let me tell you, he's pretty mellow, isn't he? He certainly <laughs> is. That's after the forecast. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Support for Matcha Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie, located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood. The Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com. Greetings and blessings to all of you listening to Mater Day Radio. Join me, Father Gabriel Mosier, and other listeners of Mater Day Radio as we pray the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Matraday Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Matraday Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Matraday Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at matradayradio.com. 744 at Mater Day Radio. Some clouds today, maybe a little clearing this afternoon, high of 69 degrees. Mostly cloudy overnight tonight, low of 49, and then decreasing clouds for Wednesday, a little warmer, high in the mid-70s. Currently, it is 51 degrees at St. Irene Byzantine Catholic Church here in Portland. And 50 degrees at St. Alice Church in Springfield. I am back with Elena Rodriguez. Elena is joining us in studio today as she makes a little stopover on her road trip to Mater Day Radio. Elena is the Northwest Regional Manager for EWTN Radio News Online and Publishing. Elena, thanks so much for staying with us today. Oh, it's my pleasure to be back. Uh I'm glad we have a little bit more time. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And it's wonderful to be able to have this time to talk with you. We were excited because we just found out this morning that your trips, while you didn't know that it was going to take you down to Portland, so we didn't initially have you on our schedule. And we said, whoa, 
Elena's coming. Let's clear out so that way we've Thank got you. plenty of time to talk <laughs> with her. Elena, I want to talk a little bit now, something about what you said about the new evangelization. You know, our Archbishop Alexander Sample recently was talking about the new evangelization, and he said the same thing since John Paul II. We've been talking about this new evangelization. Well, what does it mean and what does it call for us? And he said, we've been talking about it long enough. It's time to give it legs. And let's really run with it and see what we can do. And now we've known, I don't think even John Paul II knew at that time how much technology would play a role in the spread of this new evangelization. But here at Mater Day Radio, with this new media center that we have here on the hill, a beacon that we like to say, we have our online presence. And now, boy, if you're not in the vicinity of 88.3 or of KMME, well, there was a time you didn't get Catholic radio, but mm-hmm. now you can listen live online. We've got the app, and now we're filling it up with wonderful podcasts. I mean, talk a little bit about how EWTN2 is realizing that the technology is out there, and while it's used for a lot of very terrible things, boy, the way we can use it to spread that gospel message, that new evangelization, it's right there for us to take care of. Oh, yes. And, you know, technology is like, well, you think like a knife. A knife can help you uh, cut uh, something and and uh, make make a piece of furniture and uh, put it to good use. Can help you cut food and and feed somebody and preserve somebody someone's life. You can also use it for for a for a bad purpose and and end somebody's life with a knife. It's not the knife's fault. It's how you no, use it. So it, exactly. it's the person. It's the person. So so technology is, is is another tool that we can use for good or for bad, and it has many many good uses. Uh, EWTN wants to be like well, our one of our logos is EWTN is everywhere, and so we want to we want to be and we are on on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, on YouTube, uh, there's a channel which, if you type in the uh, on the search engine, on, on not the search engine, but on the EWTN, the the YouTube search bar, you type EWTN channel, and you'll see two channels, one in English and one in Spanish. So we're using technology to broadcast live, and uh, our programming is all there, also on demand. So the shows are recorded and then uploaded there. So for for if you can't catch your favorite show. There's always the recording that what you can watch later. Uh, so we we are using technology as 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 much as everybody's trying to use technology for the good for for to bring the good news of the gospel through means that a few years back were not even thinkable. Mm-hmm. And uh, think think though again those of us who are of a certain age we we grew up without cell phones. Oh my goodness, can that even be possible? But yes, if you're very young and you're listening to this, there was a time where we didn't have cell phones in our pockets all the time. <laughs> when Mother Angelica started EWTN back in 1981, uh, y- you wouldn't even know how to turn on a TV camera. And now a day we all walk around with video phones, post something and it goes viral in 15 seconds later. You know, um, when she started, she didn't even know how to turn on a television <laughs> camera, but she knew she had to learn. She knew she wanted one of those television stations. And you know what? She didn't have a clue what she was going uh, to go through with all the suffering. She only had $200 donation in her pocket, started in the garage of a convent in Birmingham, Alabama, the buckle of the Bible belt, the most unlikely place. And nowadays, it is the largest religious media network in the world, all because of the Lord's will and all because the Lord has us here 
and and he may not it may, it may not his be his will to have us here tomorrow but today we are and we have to use the tools of technology very much like modern day radio who has a, a very long history modern day radio actually was in existence before EWTN mm-hmm. radio started uh, and so talking about the importance of history and guarding history right sure. and, and 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 modern day radio has moved along and now has the app and the live streaming but there's also the traditional AM and FM frequencies uh, all, all throughout the archdiocese. So um, somebody out in, in Europe could be listening to this, not through a terrestrial radio, traditional radio station, but through the app. Yeah. Um, and somebody in, um, in Central America. Could, so it's so important that we can use technology and guard our eyes. Guard our eyes when we use technology, because even though we're using technology for good means, the evil one is going to try to make us trip and is going to throw something bad in our face. And 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 maybe we're aware of it, but we have to guard our young ones, too. Oh, more than ever. More than ever now. And I always make it a point when my kids were getting their first phones, they're all grown now, uh, but I always made it part, we eased into different platforms. And I always made sure, okay, if we're going to do this one, we're going to start with this one. I'm going to be on there with you. So I'm going to see everything that you see. I'm going to know who's connecting with you. And if you can use this well, then we'll see about the next one. You've got to guard them. Dr. Ray Garendi, I think on a regular basis, here's those questions from parents now. I, they're addicted to the phone. I can't control what they're seeing. They've got these group of friends. Yeah, he says it's that cell phone. We've got to guard their souls the way that, well, God... You know, we guard ourselves mm-hmm. over those things, like yeah. you said. Elena Rodriguez joining us in studio today. She's the Northwest Regional Manager with EWTN. So you're on a bit of a road trip, uh-huh. uh, Elena. You started out <laughs> in Denver with your companion, your trusty navigator, Mr. Marshmallow, who's also in studio with us. Now, where is your travels going to take you from here? Well, Marshmallow and I, the Great Pyrenees. <laughs> Uh, my four-legged furry friend, uh, we've been traveling um, th- from Denver, stops along the way, and, and now we're here in Portland. Uh, so where, where we go next, we go to Wenatchee, Washington, uh, and, you know, Apple capital of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to be having some meetings with some uh, diocesan officers there, the Diocese of Yakima, who are going to be very, uh, very gracious with their time and meet with with me and we're going to figure out ways to work together EWTN and the diocese uh, in prison ministry because we want to be bringing our EWTN television signal to different prisons uh, in different uh, diocesan and arts diocesan uh, uh, territories so so that we can have this signal available for the residents in prisons, both female and, and, and male prisons. But we're also going to be meeting with the uh, the, the director of, of evangelization there at the diocese. So, and with um, also with uh, the Catholic radio station in, in, in Wenatchee, which carries EWTN oh. content as well. And so, um, yeah, and, and after that, uh, Boise and, and Salt City, and, and then finally back to Denver. So it's a little bit of a, of a road trip and just meeting with dioceses and with radio stations along the way. And it's been a wonderful, wonderful experience. Some of it is just coming together as we go along. Like you said, it was not the original plan to even come to Portland. But um, I was in Seattle um, this weekend and, and, and thought, 
let me look up how how far is 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 Portland from from Seattle, and it, it's perfectly doable. It's yeah, not that just far. About just a little less than three hours. So that's yeah. wonderful. Well, uh, uh, thanks so much for your time today on your travels. You be sure to say hello to uh, Brian Howell and our friends over at Salt and Light Radio there in Boise. They are good friends too. So, and thank you so much. Safe travels. God be with you. And thank you for all that you do in uh, helping Mater Day Radio just put together some wonderful, wonderful work. Well, with our partnership through EWTN. God bless you, Rena. Uh, delighted to be here, and and a very warm hug to all of our listeners. Mater Day Radio. And it is 7.53 at Mater Day Radio. It's David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Great to hear from Elena. It was so nice that she stopped by. It was a lot of fun like yesterday afternoon, and we just had a great chance to talk with her, talked about some of what she was doing and all of the places along the way. Uh, she's got a big region. It yeah. reaches all the way up, I think, to the Dakotas, too. I mean, she mm-hmm. it's a long road trip for her, but like I said, her and her navigator, Marshmallow, <laughs> yes. uh, he's, a, he's a good travel buddy uh, for her. That's awesome. Hey, if you haven't done so yet, how about downloading our free Hail Mary Media app? All the details on our website. By downloading the Hail Mary Media app, you'll have access to our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library. You can tune in to live broadcasts of Mater Day Radio, and you can sign up for customized prayer reminders and a lot more. Again, it is Mater Day Radio's Hail Mary Media app. You can find out all the details on our website at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. This is Modern Day Radio. KBBM Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene. Springfield. Translator K235BF, Eugene. And streaming at moderndayradio.com. Peace has long been a Benedictine motto. One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. In the rule of St. Benedict, the saint challenges those who live in monastic community to truly seek God and find peace. We all strive for peace, the profound sense of confidence and tranquility which flows from resting in God's love and trusting in God's providential care. In our daily lives, we can create peace by simplifying life and removing sources of strife, such as the pursuit of power or possessions. Finally, perfect peace goes hand in hand with perfect charity. When you have peace, you will have charity. For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com. O-N-E MinuteMonk.com. In short, Rest in God's love, trust in God's care, and love others as God loves them. Then you will find true peace. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. 
Catch the voice of the shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. The Morning Blend. It's a cup of joy with David and Brenda on Mater Dei Radio. It is 7.57 at Mater Day Radio and TikTok suing Montana. We'll tell you about it in the news. And when looking for potential skin cancer, it's important to remember, David, your ABCs. All right. I'll tell you about those coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey, everyone. I'm Colleen with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Today, May 23rd, we celebrate the feast of St. Giovanni Battista de Rossi, a man of great generosity who showed compassion for all around him, even while he himself suffered greatly. Giovanni, also known as John Baptiste Rossi, was born in Italy in 1698. By the great intelligence he demonstrated as a youngster, he attracted the attention of a noble family who asked to take him on as a page. His parents agreed to the arrangement, and Giovanni spent three years with these nobles, where he impressed both the family and a pair of Capuchin friars who visited their home. Through these friars, word of Giovanni's potential reached the rest of his family, and he was invited to Rome by one of his relatives, who was a canon there. Giovanni moved to Rome and began his studies at the Roman College when he was 13 years old. During this time, he read a book which detailed many ascetic practices, which he took up himself. Overuse of these practices, however, along with the constant work he was already doing, took a serious toll. The continual strain induced a seizure one day during Mass, and following this, Giovanni would continue to suffer from epilepsy for the rest of his life. This condition made him unqualified for priestly vocation, but he wouldn't be discouraged so easily and continued to try. With a little effort, he managed to get a dispensation that allowed his ordination, and he became a priest at 23 years old. As a priest, Giovanni worked in Rome, tending to those in greatest need. He had a great love for the hospitalized and homeless and spent much of his time caring for those housed in the hospice of St. Gala. As time went on, he realized just how many in Rome were in dire straits with no assistance. Among these were poor women, young and old, who wandered the streets begging. Giovanni already gave away almost everything he owned and consequently had no money to help these women. However, a couple of generous donations, one from the Pope himself, enabled him to rent a building for them near the hospice. Giovanni's kindness and generosity didn't go unnoticed. When he was assigned to the role of assistant priest in Cosmodine, the previously unpopular church began to fill with people. His confessional became so busy that he had to get permission to set aside some duties in order to attend to the crowds of people. Giovanni was still haunted by his epilepsy, which threatened to flare up at any time and often left him very weak. By 1762, his seizures became more frequent and his condition deteriorated, making the last years of his life uncertain. At times, he was unable to move for days, and other times he was well enough to celebrate Mass. In view of his declining health, he was given his last sacraments, and in 1764, he died from a series of strokes. When we're stressed out about our own lives, it can feel impossible to even think about helping other people with their problems. But the reality is that everyone suffers. Painful epilepsy didn't prevent Giovanni from thinking of others before himself, just as we shouldn't let our own struggles make us unkind. St. Giovanni Battista de Rossi, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Mater Dei Radio, please download our free Hail Mary media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. 
And in your news, St. Peter's Square was illuminated by candlelight Saturday night as pilgrims prayed the rosary in a procession in honor of the Blessed Virgin Mary. The rosary procession was part of the Vatican's initiative for the month of May, a special time of devotion in the Catholic Church honoring Mary as the Mother of God. St. Peter's Basilica is hosting the candlelight procession at 9 p.m. every Saturday in May. Now, amid Rome's spring thunderstorms, pilgrims have faithfully come to join rain or shine. Now, the rosary procession is one of several new public devotions taking place at the Vatican. St. Peter's Basilica is also offering a walking pilgrimage, bringing prayerful to pray at the most important Marian images within the Basilica each Saturday in May at 4 o'clock. And throughout the summer, St. Peter's Basilica will also continue to offer outdoor Eucharistic adoration on the first Tuesday of each month. Well, no more TikTok in Montana. We'll see. TikTok on Monday filed a suit against Montana over a bill that would ban the popular short-form video app in the Big Sky State starting early next year. TikTok alleges that the ban violates the U.S. Constitution, including the First Amendment, as well as other federal laws, according to a complaint filed in Montana District Court. company also claims concerns that the Chinese government could access the data of U.S. TikTok users, which are a key motivation behind the ban, are unfounded. Now, the bill was signed by Montana's governor last week and would impose a fine of $10,000 per day on TikTok or app stores for making the app available to personal devices in the state starting on January 1st, 2024. TikTok said in the complaint that the app is used by hundreds of thousands of people in Montana to communicate with each other and others around the world on an endless variety of topics from business to politics to the arts. It'll so be interesting to follow, see what happens there. Yeah, I wonder how you ban an app in just one state. I mean, obviously, the people who have already downloaded the app have access to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's only going to be for new downloads, and how do you decide where the perimeters of a state are that don't allow right. for it? Now, I think there's going to be a lot of questions I don't understand to how that works. Yeah. But. Well, the Catholic Church is one step closer to canonizing a surfing saint. Pope Francis recognized the heroic virtue of Brazil's surfer angel Guido Schaefer in a decree issued by the Congregation for the Causes of Saints on Saturday. Now, Schaefer was a seminarian, a doctor, and a surfer who drowned while surfing in 2009 off the coast of Rio de Janeiro at the age of 34 before he could fulfill his desire of being ordained to the priesthood. Now, the Brazilian seminarian, known locally as the Anjo Surfista, that is the surfer angel, used to begin each of his surfing lessons with a prayer and was known for his work with the poor, providing medical care to Rio's poor and working class neighborhoods alongside the missionaries of charity. Now, with the decree, Pope Francis declared Schaefer a venerable. The church will now need to approve a miracle attributed to his intercession before he can be beatified. So they say while he was surfing with friends off of Rio's Recreo de Bandirentes Beach on May 1st, 2009, Schaefer hit his head on a surfboard mm. and then drowned. Wow. So you've been watching the 100-foot wave. Right. The second season of that documentary. Their flotation devices that they wear mm-hmm. save lives every day that oh. those, those surfers go out in those big waves. No doubt.
Well, a SpaceX capsule carrying a decorated former NASA astronaut and three paying customers linked up with the International Space Station yesterday, kicking off a historic week-long mission for the crew. After launching from Florida on Sunday afternoon, the crew spent about 16 hours aboard their Crew Dragon spacecraft as it maneuvered toward the space station, which orbits about 250 miles above Earth. Now, the mission called AX-2 was put together by the Houston-based company Axiom Space and marks the second all-private mission to the space station. It also makes history as stem cell researcher Rayana Barnawi became the first woman from Saudi Arabia to travel to space. The AX-2 crew is being led by former NASA astronaut Peggy Whitson, now an Axiom employee. With this mission, Whitson also became the first woman to command a private space flight. Well, OHU doctors are now in the Guinness Book of World Records. The team of dermatologists found the smallest skin cancer ever detected thanks to a patient's proactive prevention and some innovative new technology. Making it into the record books is an amazing feat, but the team at OHSU say they just hope their accomplishment encourages more people to do monthly skin checks. Now, the team set a record by finding the smallest melanoma ever recorded, measuring just 0.65 millimeters. Wow. That's 0.025 inches, about the size of a skin pore at the base of a hair follicle. So how did they catch a spot almost invisible to the naked eye? Well, the answer is the -the state-of-the-art non-invasive technology called in vivo confocal microscopy, which happens right in the dermatologist's office. It's a handheld or stationary microscope that's placed on top of the skin to visualize the cells underneath. And it gives physicians the ability to see cells without having to cut into the patient's skin. Mm. So May is National Skin Cancer and Melanoma Awareness Month. So OHU doctors say when examining your skin, it's important to remember your ABCs. Okay. D's and E's too. Yeah. A is for asymmetry. One side, not like the other side mm-hmm. of a spot. Okay. Mm-hmm. B is for border irregularity. So the edges are irregular or ragged. C is for color. Does the spot have color variations such as shades of brown or black and sometimes with patches of pink, red, or white? D is for diameter. Is it more than six millimeters across? That's about the size of a pencil eraser, right. though it can be smaller. And E is for evolving. The mole may change in size, colors, or shapes as it grows or changes. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that we had a friend once who had a melanoma on his forehead. Right. And it actually went quite deep into his skin. And we noticed over a series of pictures, because we were friends that would gather, Right, it was changing. Mm-hmm. And then looking back, we realized, boy, we should have been maybe a little bit more proactive on that. Right. Yeah. I am grateful for my dermatologist. Yes. Because I've had to have several spots removed over the course of time. And again, it's important that you get regular checks. That's it. Yeah. And on those places where you can't see, you know, get a mirror, look at your, you know, yeah. across your back or have your spouse do that right. for you. Cause yeah, very you, important. You, you got to be able to do that. Well, in sports, get out the brooms. The Denver Nuggets are moving to the NBA finals. The Nuggets closed out the Lakers in Los Angeles last night, 
113 to 111. It's clean sweep for Denver, who won the Western Conference Series four, four games to nothing. So in last night's contest, it was Nikola Jokic, 30 points, 14 rebounds, and 13 assists. First time the Nuggets have advanced to the NBA Finals. Hey, congratulations! I, yeah, I didn't to them. realize that. I, you know, I just they've been Nuggets have been around for years, mm-hmm. and uh, that but this is the first time they make it to the finals. Uh, they will play the winner of the Miami Boston series. The Heat lead the Eastern Conference Finals three games to none, and they can close it out tonight wow. in Miami. So that game tips off at five thirty. 30 and televised on TNT, so it could be Denver against Miami for the finals. We'll Have see. the Lakers ever been shut out like that in the playoffs? I mean, they've lost, obviously, but have they ever lost four in a row? I yes, they have. And they you know, have. And you know to who? Uh, to whom? Your Portland Trailblazers. What? Yes, when the Blazers won the NBA title. Uh-huh. They played the Los Angeles Lakers in the Western Conference Finals, and they swept the Lakers. Oh, Four that games was the tonight. dream team. It was Bill Walton against Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. What a great matchup. Yeah. Well, in a potentially huge development for fashion, David, mm-hmm. an entomologist has come up with a spandex polyester that is weavable that is impermeable to the proboscis of a mosquito. <laughs> okay, that would be the nose, right? That would be the nose. Now, mosquitoes hospitalize hundreds of thousands every year in the tropics by spreading malaria, yellow fever, and West Nile virus. And every major proposed solution has failed to alleviate these burdens to any degree degree that can't be obtained with a simple mosquito net over someone's bed. Now, there have been news reports recently of genetically engineered mosquitoes that can sterilize population in areas to prevent the spread of diseases they carry. But to John Beckman, who designed a new cloth weave, well, the simplest solutions are probably the best ones given the past experience. So using a high-tech knitting machine, Beckman and his team experimented with different weave patterns. They needed to find one that didn't provide any space for the proboscis to exploit while at the same time offering comfort breathability to tropical weather. So to the naked eye, the mosquito's proboscis, which it uses to feed, appears needle-like. But Beckman points out that this appendage is so advanced, it can go right through most fabrics thanks to a pair of saw-like bladed segments along the side of the proboscis. Mm -hmm. Then micro needles that vibrate a little like a drill also have the ability to bend at 90 degrees. They can get what they need Mm -hmm. for sure. Well, it took a lot of tweaking, he said, in refinement, but the finished fabric was described by one of his graduate students at Auburn University in Alabama as something similar to Lululemon leggings. Okay. So very nice and light. Yeah. So the team submitted a paper describing their findings and the tests of the various weaves they used by putting a sleeved arm into a glass box full of the little bloodsuckers, counting how many bites they got. Ew. Well, they now plan to continue refining their technology with the aim of releasing a clothing line and licensing the weave to various outdoor companies. All right. I would purchase that. David, I've got uh, a mosquito bite right now on my ankle. Yeah. And it, it drives you crazy. Uh, it does. Because itch yeah. and itch and itch and makes it worse. <laughs> oh, what's going on?
It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Just talking about mosquito bites makes me want to itch them now. That's right. Well, this Saturday at 7.30 is the Pentecost Vigil in West Lynn at the Old River Pastoral Center. All are invited to a special Pentecost Vigil Mass to prepare for the coming of Holy Spirit. Like the Easter Vigil, this Mass will include five readings plus the Gospel and will conclude with a long prayer of laying on of hands. At 7.30, they will pray the rosary, then 8 o'clock is the Vigil Mass. Remember, you can find details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary Media app. Hey, we have a homily highlight coming up with uh, Father Matt Libra. He joins us after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. The Benedictine Brewery Tap Room is a place of hospitality and fellowship, a place where all who come are welcome and where the peace of nearby Mount Angel Abbey permeates. Come for the beer, return to share the spirit of the monks of Mount Angel who brew craft beer in the tradition of the Belgian monks of old using local waters and hops grown on Abbey land. Taste and believe. Learn more at benedictinebrewery.com. That's benedictinebrewery.com. Memorial Day weekend kicks off the summer travel season, and Matraday Radio's Hail Mary Media app is the perfect road trip companion. You're always a click away from renewing your spirit with live Liturgy of the Hours from Mount Angel Abbey and a customized schedule of your own daily prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also features a stream of Matraday Radio's live broadcasts and podcasts of all our original programming, including shows not available on the radio. Plus, you'll find cool summer activities for the whole family on the interactive community calendar that integrates directly into your car's mapping program. Join the thousands of listeners who'll be traveling through the summer with the Hail Mary Media app. Download it today. Search Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or go to MatraDayRadio.com for all the details. Wherever you go this summer, spiritual renewal is just a click away on the Hail Mary Media app from Matraday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 8.15 here at Mods or Day Radio. Well, those clouds rolled back in overnight, and this marine layer should break up by early this afternoon. So highs today cooler again, staying in the upper 60s and partly sunny skies as we move through the afternoon. Overnight, we back off again to the upper 40s, and then temperatures begin to rise Wednesday, getting us to the mid-70s. We're back into the 80s by Thursday. All right. 54 degrees at St. Vincent's Church in Salem. And it is 51 degrees at St. Rose Catholic Church up in Longview, Washington. Need a recap of Sunday's readings? It's time for Homily Highlights on Mater Day Radio. And here is Father Matt Libra at St. Rose Lima Church in Portland. The Lord be with you. A reading from the conclusion of the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. The eleven disciples went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had ordered them. When they saw him, they worshipped, but they doubted. 
Then Jesus approached and said to them, all power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. The Gospel of the Lord. On this Feast of the Ascension, we pray for the grace of detachment. The grace of detachment, that is to, to be free of attachments, to not be bound. This line from the Gospel today is both consoling and challenging. They worshiped, but they doubted. What does that mean? What does that mean? I think it means they really believe in God. It's just that they thought everything was going to happen here. I think they thought that this is home. And they didn't realize that with him is home. They worshiped, but they doubted. Uh, that, that speaks to me, at least. Because so often I try to, I, I'm not the white picket fence guy, I don't think, but then I act a lot of times like I'm trying to create a white picket fence home in my life. It's gonna, my world's going to work this way. It's just going to be just perfect. There's going to be no weeds growing up against the fence. It's going to be all bright and shiny. Your homes will never have to be repaired or touched up again. <laughs> I remember when I was first going out to buy a car, I'm like, so this one's going to last me for the rest of my life. And the salesman's like, what? <laughs> what do you think cars are? Right? There's always going to be something that needs to happen, an oil change, a, a, a tire that goes flat. You're, you're going to need to update your electricity or this or that or everything. And it just doesn't quite fit, and we think this is home. But then there's that prayer from the, from the second reading, from St. Paul to the Ephesians. But may the eyes of your hearts be enlightened that you may know the hope that belongs to his call. What are the riches and the power and the glory that are prepared for you? This isn't our home, brothers and sisters, but that is our home. And our job here on earth is to see things as Jesus sees them, that he's not abandoning us, but he's teaching us to prepare our lives here on earth in order for everything to be assumed, to be ascended into heaven. I get a crack out of that first reading too. As St. Luke is telling us of what happened, and can't you just see the disciples looking up, and then if we put that context from Matthew, they worshiped, but they doubted, and they're like, man, I thought he was going to make it all good here. Wasn't everything supposed to go right here, right now? And can't you just see the angels kind of, what are you looking at? What, what, men of Galilee, what, what, what are you looking at? Well, it's, we're just kind of bummed because this guy was the real deal and we thought it was going to all be right here. Like, you know he's coming back. You know, you know this, isn't the, this isn't the home. He, he's going to prepare a home for you. 
So on this Feast of Ascension, brothers and sisters, our question we want to talk with the Lord about in our hearts this week is, where is my home and what kingdom am I living for? Am I trying to build up things to be the way I want them? Or do I realize that with him is my home and that I could lose everything here and that would not only be not bad, but it would be good because I'm going home. So I encourage you to talk about with that, that with the Lord this week, but talk about that with your families. What if we were to lose our jobs? What if we had to sell our house? What if you had to give your toys up? Would that be the end of the world? Or is there something more that we're made for? We want that detachment so that we never make our home away from him. And so that when the moment comes that we are called home, we're ready to go to be seated with the Father and enjoy that communion of love being belonging to the family of God perfectly for all eternity. Brothers and sisters, that we might be fully detached from anything that keeps us from Christ, let us now renew our baptismal promises. And so I ask you, do you renounce Satan and all his works and all his empty show? Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was born of the Virgin Mary, suffered death and was buried, rose again from the dead, and is seated at the right hand of the Father? Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting? This is our faith. This is the faith of the church, and we are proud to profess it in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. So, brothers and sisters, let's turn now with our needs and petitions for our good Father. For the whole church, anticipating the ascension, that our glorious Lord and Savior may fill her heart with his paschal joy, we pray to the Lord that leaders of countries that have been evangelized may acknowledge the lordship of Jesus in their decisions and policies and that God may grant us his peace. We pray to the Lord. That we who receive, who celebrate the bodily ascension of Jesus into heaven and follow him in our thoughts and desires, seeing everything on earth from the standpoint of eternity, we pray to the Lord. For all who receive this Eucharist, that we may understand that Jesus will never leave us orphans and that his presence has passed into the sacraments for our consolation and joy. We pray to the Lord. 
And that is Father Matt Lieber, pastor at St. Rose of Lima Catholic Church here in Portland with that homily highlight, plus that beautiful renewal of the baptismal promises. You know, if you want to listen to that again or any of our great locally produced shows, head over to our webpage, matradayradio.com. There you're going to find them all made into podcasts. You can listen to them on your iPhone or smartphone on your way home this afternoon, making for a great commute. You're also going to be able to access those on the Hail Mary Media app. Download that today. Not only will you have access to our great podcast, you're going to also be able to use the really very full library of both text and audio prayers oh, that are so beautiful and traditional to our Catholic faith. You're going to want to start using that right away, and it is absolutely free. It is a free Hail Mary Media app. More information at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Jeff Kane at North Point Bank in Vancouver. North Point Bank brings value to customers through client-focused home loan programs, including new construction, renovation options, financing for rental properties, and more. Learn more at northpoint.com. That's northpointpointe.com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hi, I'm Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. Lattes and cappuccinos may be tasty, but it's the morning blend with David and Brenda that will get your day started right on Mater Day Radio. Day 27 on Mater Day Radio in the hurricane season about a week away. We'll have the details in the news. And is it a new miracle for a potential American saint? Well, the Benedictine Sisters of Mary, Queen of the Apostles, think so. So do the pilgrims that are flocking to their monastery. I'll have that story for you, plus more coming up in news. Here is Dana Catherine and Capable. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. You are the life in me You are the air I breathe You're keeping me alive Even when I'm running away You are the light I see When I am buried deep You lift me from the ground Giving me a chance to start 
That is Dana Catherine and Capable. It's 831 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news, hundreds of pilgrims have descended on a Benedictine monastery for religious sisters in rural Missouri in recent days after news began to spread on social media last week that the recently exhumed remains of the contemplative order's African-American foundress appears to be incorrupt four years after her death and burial in a simple wooden coffin. Sister Wilhelmina Lancaster founded the Benedictine Sisters of Mary, Queen of the Apostles, in 1995 at the age of 70. Now, known for her devotion to the traditional Latin Mass and her faithfulness to Benedictine contemplation in the Office of the Hours, she died at the age of 95 in May of 2019 and on the vigil of the Solemnity of the Ascension. Now, roughly four years later on the Solemnity, again of the Ascension in the Latin Rite, the abbess and sisters decided to move her body to a final resting place inside their monastery chapel, a longstanding custom for founders and foundresses. Now, expecting to find bones, the Benedictine sisters instead unearthed the coffin with an apparently intact body, even though the body was not embalmed and the wooden coffin had a crack down the middle that let in moisture and dirt. Now, since text messages and social media posts began to circulate last week with pictures of the incorrupt body, hundreds of pilgrims have already journeyed to visit the sister, sometimes from hours away to pray. Wow. And this is in Missouri. In Missouri. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for older people, if they want to go online, they'll be able to view that incredible, incredible. Yeah. And they said that even the weight of, of uh, her, uh, her remains is still intact wow. also. Well, so the Atlantic hurricane season begins in just a little over a week on June 1st. But forecasters are already watching something brewing in the Atlantic this week. The National Hurricane Center has highlighted an area of showers and thunderstorms northeast of the central Bahamas with a low chance of developing into a tropical system over the next two to seven days. Now, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, NOAA, announced it will be issuing its first forecast Thursday for this year's Atlantic hurricane season. Colorado State University released its first forecast for the season back in April and are calling for slightly below average activity in large part due to current neutral conditions for the El Nino. Conditions are not expected to remain neutral for long, though, as El Nino is expected to develop in the Pacific over the next couple of months, according to the Climate Prediction Center. So you remember the last three years we've been in the La Nina. Okay. And so now we're transitioning into the El Nino, but they say right now we're just kind of in between. We're in okay. that neutral position, so kind of waiting to see which way it swings. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Well, the average price of a gallon of regular unleaded gas was sitting at $4.60 statewide on Monday in Washington, That's up a couple of cents from the week prior, according to AAA data. Now, this marks the 16th week of rising fuel costs for Washingtonians in this year alone, following the implementation of the new carbon tax earlier this year. Now, this two cent per gallon increase moved with the national average, albeit at a faster pace, which increases from $2.53 to $2.54 per gallon over that same period of time. Now, residents of the Evergreen State have to dig a little deeper into their wallets than most. Washington pump prices currently stand 
at fourth most expensive nationally with only California, Hawaii, Arizona being more expensive. Now, Washington's $4.66 per gallon, well, it places about a dollar higher than the national average. It's also about a dollar sixty per gallon above the nation's least expensive fuel, where you'll pay a mere $2.97 a gallon if you lived in Mississippi. Now, currently, though, Oregonians are also seeing a rise in costs at the pump. They're paying an average of $4.17 per gallon. Well, but Washingtonians, especially in Clark County, yeah. we seem to follow a little more closely uh, with averages here in Portland, uh, just being about four or five cents more per gallon. What I've been able to find uh, at like the Costco or Arcos mm-hmm. and different places, you can find some uh, less expensive than the average of Washington State. So the West Coast, it seems like always more expensive, and uh, Hawaii in particular. Hawaii in particular, yeah. of course. Uh, yeah, that's a... It's kind yeah. of a bummer, yeah, but is. I guess we like our roads. Yes. I think that's where the, some of that money goes, right? I think so. Okay, Oregon State Fair. It has announced its music lineup for the summer, and there is a distinct 80s, 90s vibe. Yo, VIP. Let's kick it. Got the bass turned up. Ice, ice, baby. Ice, ice, baby. All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. Ice is back with my brand new invention. Something ice is back. Me he like is. That would be Vanilla Ice. Yes, he is part of the show. Was he gone? I well, I think he's been kind of <laughs> on the comeback trail. But Vanilla Ice, part of the August thirty first show titled "I Love the '90s." Don't you love the '90s? I actually do kind yeah. of love the '90s. All right. Well, you want to go to that show? That's August thirty first. Uh, on that bill will also be "Color Me Bad" and "Tone Loke." So uh, it's uh, definitely the vibes. Uh, other acts as part of the Umqua Bank concert series at the fair include the Beach Boys. On August 29th, they've been around a while. Just a, a, They've done a few spins around the sun, haven't they? <laughs> yes, they have. Also on the uh, State Fair bill, August 30th, your Christian rock band, Skillet. Oh, that'll be a rockin' evening. Yes, They're a great be. band. All right, so there you go, Skillet, August 30th. Uh, you can see the full lineup on the Oregon State Fair website. Fair opens in Salem, August 25th, and runs through Labor Day. Yo. How are we supposed to follow that? I don't know. Well, here's something. Memorial Day weekend almost here, marking the unofficial start of summer, and many people will be looking for ways to get outside. Now, if you're visiting Multnomah Falls on your to-do list, well, you need to soon buy a permit. Starting this Friday, May 26th, permits will be required for each vehicle that accesses Multnomah Falls by taking Interstate 84 and the parking lot near Exit 31. Permits going to cost you $2 and can be purchased online. Now, they include a one-hour time slot that can be reserved for up to two weeks in advance, Though visitors can stay longer than that hour, permits will be required between 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. each day through Monday, September 4th. Uh, I believe that uh, is probably the other end of summer, mm-hmm. that March, uh, September 4th. 
It'll be Labor Day weekend. That's right. Yeah, and there will also be a limited number of permits for same-day pickup at the Gateway to the Gorge Visitor Center in Troutdale and the Cascade Locks Historical Museum. Now, those permits will be free, according to the Oregon Department of Transportation. Visitors who take a shuttle or travel by bike do not need to purchase those permits. And unlike last summer, time-use permits will not be required this year to travel through a stretch of the historic Columbia River Highway, nicknamed the Waterfall Corridor. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful drive. Oh, We're so fortunate it's here. It's gorgeous. So I recall, this may go back, the numbers may have changed, but it was like the top three tourist attractions in the state by sheer numbers. And at one time, Multnomah Falls was number one. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, and I think number two, Tillamook Cheese Factory. Oh, yeah. for sure. I'll still go to the Tillamook <laughs> oh, Cheese yes, Factory every time cream. we're out there. And I think uh, a casino fell in there as well huh. as one of the top tour. I, again, these numbers may have changed, but that goes back a ways when I remember. Uh, but I'm sure Multnomah Falls and Tillamook Cheese Factory are still, They've still got to be in the top. Right up there for sure. In sports, Pac-12 baseball tournament gets underway today. Scottsdale, Arizona, the venue. University of Oregon goes in as a sixth seed in the nine-team field. Ducks will open this evening against nine-seeded Cal. First pitch, 7 o'clock tonight on the Pac-12 network. Oregon State is the second seed in the tournament. Beavers play their first game tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. against eighth-seeded Arizona. Now, the West Coast Conference Baseball Tournament gets started on Wednesday in Las Vegas. University of Portland is seeded second, and they have a first-round bye. So on Thursday at 7.20 p.m., the Pilots will play the winner of the San Diego-St. Mary's contest. And in college softball, University of Oregon has advanced to the Super Regionals to face Oklahoma State in Stillwater, Oklahoma. The winner of that best-of-three series makes it to the College Softball World Series. Well, on May 17th, in the month dedicated to Mary, Pope Francis noted three aspects of the rosary that should motivate all of us to pray it regularly. The Holy Father made this observation at the end of the general audience in greetings to Arabic-speaking pilgrims who were in the audience. First, he said that the rosary is a compendium of the entire history our salvation. For many centuries, the Christian faith was spread to many parts of the world through the rosary, a completely biblical prayer. Without access to the printing press or readily available Bibles, the rosary became the primary means of communicating the essence of Christianity. Then the Pope noted the Holy Rosary is a powerful weapon against evil. The rosary's power against Satan is something that many saints have noted, including Padre Pio and St. John Bosco. And finally, the Pope said it is an effective means of obtaining true peace in our hearts. The rosary is one example of prayer that successfully incorporates both body and soul involving many of the senses. And you know where you can hear the rosary? Right here at Mater J Radio. That's right. And also get it on the Hail Mary Media app. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. 
And coming up on June 3rd, beginning at 11 a.m., it is the ordination to the priesthood for the Archdiocese of Portland happening at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception. The Archdiocese of Portland invites all to the priestly ordination of Deacon Anthony Hogfan and Deacon Matthew Knight. Deacon Ephraim Razzo. A reception will follow the Mass. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Hey, it is Tech Tuesday. Sarah Kenzie, she's going to join us right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Christopher Minutes, thoughts on making every day count. I'm Tony Rossi. Dr. Christoph Brölsch passed away in his native Germany at age 75. Throughout his career, he was a pioneering transplant surgeon and one of the first to perform a successful living donor liver transplant. In the 1980s, Dr. Brölsch traveled to University of Chicago Hospital, where he and other doctors theorized a way to take a section of a liver from a living donor and transplant it into a patient whose liver was failing. The first surgery was performed on a mother and daughter, where the child, only 21 months old, had advanced liver disease. Both the mother and daughter recovered fully. The surgery was repeated at that hospital and many others, saving a great many lives through the years. This message was brought to you by the Christophers. Thanks for listening, and remember that it's better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. Healthcare sharing has been around for decades and began out of the Christian tradition of neighbor helping neighbor. That's the premise Solidarity HealthShare was built on, where a nonprofit medical cost sharing ministry in which our family of members share in each other's eligible medical expenses. Solidarity HealthShare is not insurance, but an alternative way to pay for medical costs that adheres to Catholic Church teachings. We never share into medical care that goes against our morals. More information at SolidarityHealthShare.org. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. And it is 8.45 at Mater Day Radio. Well, supposed to see some sunshine a little later today. High right around 69, 70 degrees. Mostly cloudy overnight tonight, low of 49. And then decreasing clouds again for Wednesday with a high of 76. Well, currently it is 52 degrees at the Proto-Cathedral of St. James the Greater in Vancouver. And 54 degrees at St. Andrew Church in Portland. Well, time once again for a Tech Tuesday with Sarah Kenzie. She is joining us today to tell us about what exciting things are being put together in this week's email from Mater Day Radio. She joins us most every Tuesday to just give us a little bit of a preview of what is going on in the technology world, in the, the, the dataverse. 
Is that a word? Dataverse? Is that I'm such? Not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. You might, just, you might have just created one. The Dataverse. <laughs> it's not the Metaverse. Have you? Do you know what the Metaverse is? Uh, it's some uh, sort of uh, technical technological term. <laughs> Well, if you go watch the movies, you would know a little bit more about uh, okay. that, too. And nonetheless, Sarah has come in. We are talking to Sarah Kenzie of This Metaverse, joining us today to tell <laughs> us a little bit more about what is coming to your inbox today. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning. Well, what a great morning. It's cooled off a little bit, which we're all, I think, appreciating nice. that little bit of a break, some nice, cool air. And so you put together another great, though, email for our listeners, those that follow Mater Day Radio, get... Uh, kind of on a regular basis, our emails that come this afternoon. And so I was excited. You said the first one we've got coming up. I did this interview. I'll give you a little inside information here with Father Matt Libra. We talk about the Ascension and Pentecost, which is right. coming up. It's a great kind of in-between right now of those two. I went home that evening and I told my Scott, I said, I had the most incredible conversation today with Father Matt. I was really excited to share it. Right. And I, I remember right after that interview, we were in the kitchen and you said a similar thing to me. And um, and and so when I actually went and listened to it, I was just blown away. It's just an incredible, uh, powerful interview with Father Matt um, over at St. Rose of Lima. And, um, you know, sometimes the Ascension or sometimes, you know, different feasts, at least for me, I have sometimes a difficult time connecting it to me and kind of my life not that it's all about me but we you know we want to to kind of have a personal aspect to it and and not just something that happened one time um and and just the way that father talks about the ascension and about you know how the uh, the disciples were probably thinking you know why is why is Jesus leaving us? And, and also um, just how he relates that though, to the purpose of Christ's ascension, uh, really to lead us to our eternal home, um, which is his eternal home as well. And uh, just, it was so comforting to, to hear those words of, you know, we don't have to be afraid of letting go of the things of, of this world. We get very attached to them. Um, but Jesus is showing us that we have somewhere better that we need to be as well. Um, and then he relates it, like you said, to the Feast of Pentecost. So we're right in between those two feasts right now. Um, and so we're looking forward to Pentecost Sunday, this coming Sunday, um, and and really asking the Holy Spirit to come upon us again. And and, and also it's a great, uh, great uh, connection to the Sacrament of Confirmation, which I just, was just at a confirmation on Thursday. And so it's just a, this perfect reflection for this week really in this in this time of the liturgical year so really encourage you to go listen to that um, you'll just be really inspired and in your prayer life as well and then pentecost really that that ends our easter season that's and right what, yeah what, that's what a, right what so, a great season it's been right around Beautiful. the corner again yeah. yeah just a few days it was again I, I i'll tell you to talk with uh father Matt. we're just such a wonderful position here at mater day radio that our priests and their willingness to come and join us and uh, yeah it, it, it was one of those special uh, interviews that I had such a wonderful opportunity to talk with Father Matt Libra. Sarah Kenzie joining us today to tell us a little bit about a preview of what's hitting your inbox today. Uh, this every other Friday, I know that I'm going to have just a little bit of a break during the day because I get to sit with Terry Ross as he records the glory of the mass. Now, if you've never listened to this one before, Sarah, well, you've put his latest episode in today's email. Tell us more. That's right. So speaking of Pentecost Sunday, uh, Terry did a special 
episode for this coming Sunday. So again, a perfect one to listen to this week. Um, and he pulls in music from both the um, Pentecost Vigil on Saturday night and also Sunday morning. So they they actually have uh, slightly different readings um, and, and propers and all of that. So, um, so it's a very rich uh, experience of just listening to music uh, written for the mass. Um, and he has, he has several different composers in this particular episode. So you get to hear a lot of mix of different styles and um, yeah it's just a really great way to learn about sacred music and um, and also just kind of immerse yourself even further in this great feast day so those are a couple of the things that you will listen to if you open up your email today and then lastly another series kind of our uh, standalone podcasts our friend uh, Michael Davis joins us about every other week to talk about what he's going to be previewing for that week's common sense on social justice. I love what Michael does because he, he talks about these big issues in the world. I mean, and, and they're, they're heavy issues, but he breaks it down and then says, but here's what you can do right here in your own neighborhood. And well, he's had a great series recently. Yes. I just love that about Michael's podcast and uh, the last two episodes in particular, um, he was talking with his friend Passiance and about uh, one episode is really about her journey from the Congo um, and just all the different things she had to face um, in coming to the United States. And then the other episode was really about how she is doing very practical things in her neighborhood, out of her own home, um, to help other people that are facing, you know, this journey. And so, you know, every time I listen to him, uh, Brenda, you know, you're so right that I, I just feel so motivated and inspired to just you know, do something in my own neighborhood, in my own life. And, you know, sometimes these questions seem so large and, you know, political and contentious and, or just overwhelming. You don't really Mm -hmm. know how can I even make a difference in this way, but he just breaks it down in such a practical way. And he also relates all of these issues back to the teachings of the church, which, um, which is just really powerful. And so, um, if you have not listened to Common Sense on Social Justice, uh, you will find it in this email. You can also find it on our Hail Mary Media app. It's also available on our website and all the major podcast platforms. So if you're already on Spotify, Apple, any of those um, podcast platforms, just search that name, Common Sense on Social Justice, um, and take a listen. It's just a fabulous podcast. And also, if you are a young adult in your 20s and 30s, coming up on Friday, you can go to uh, Social Justice on tap at the Tiger, uh, I want to say Tiger Tap House. Yeah, that is coming up. And you're going to be they're going to be talking about social justice through the lens of our Catholic social teaching. So that would be a great event for those. Uh, of that age group. That's right. That's organized, I believe, by um, St. Anthony's down there in Tigard. So uh, for young adults, go check that out. Well, fantastic. And for all of you who get Mater Day Radio emails, well, time to check out what's coming this afternoon. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you both. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Greetings and blessings to all of you listening to Mater Day Radio. Join me, Father Gabriel Mosier, 
and other listeners of Mater Dei Radio as we pray the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 8.55 at Mater Day Radio. One last look at your forecast today. Going to see some sunshine later today, high of 69 degrees. Mostly cloudy tonight, low of 49. And then for Wednesday, decreasing clouds, high of 76. Thursday and Friday, starting to heat up as we head into the Memorial Day weekend. Thursday, 84. Friday, 86. Incredible. It does look like it slopes a little bit, though, as we head into Memorial Weekend, but it should be a very, very nice weekend. Sure looking like it. Currently 54 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show here is Jesse Monabusen and the life you're living. We are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Unfolding, our hearts you're holding ever close. Your life renews us as we live the life that you are living. You'll call, oh Jesus, to live your justice and your peace. Your life renews us as we live the life that you are living. So God invites us, your spirit God ignites us, to be the love you're giving as we live the life.
passion growing, moving us to poor and lowly as we live the life that you are living. Your grace, oh God, invites us. Jesse Montabusen and the life you're living. It's 859 Day Radio. Hey, gonna put a bow on the morning blend for this Tuesday. Thank you so much for listening today. David and Brenda with you. We will be back here tomorrow. Same time, same station. That would be Wednesday, would it not be? Same bat channel. Same bat channel. That's right. So, uh, <laughs> no, thanks for being with us. Enjoyed it. Oh, it was a great, uh, great Tuesday. These days yeah. are just kind of moving along. We'll be in the Memorial Weekend before you know it. That's right. That is going to wrap it up for us on the morning. Belen, Voice of the Shepherd coming on this evening uh-huh. with our friend Dina Marie and, of course, our Archbishop Alexander Sample. Check out the Hail Mary Media app because those shows are usually posted as a podcast early in the afternoon. All right. We hope you have a very blessed day.